Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number three of season four of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape's CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape's COO, and we are both joined by our UX designer, Andrea Cordes. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, everybody. So today we're going to start out, uh, we've got a, a good episode today about how to design a CTA that converts. And uh, CTA is one of those terms that uh, when I came from the corporate world into the agency world, I started to hear everyone was talking about CTAs. And I was like, what What are we talking about? What the heck is a CTA? So isn't uh, that the Chicago Transit Authority? Yeah, actually, okay. it was, you know, and uh, when you go there, you can buy tickets for the CTA. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, Andrea, why don't you uh, start us off and just with a quick discussion about kind of the basics of what a CTA even is? All right. So the textbook answer of a CTA is basically a call to action. You're getting the user to do something. How I like to think of it as either like a text link or most of the time it's a button. So you're trying to get the user to do something like sign up, submit a form, etc. So it's ba- so why don't we just call it a button? That's what I always wondered. <laughs> <laughs> but there's lots of different kinds of like you just said there's the links um, there are the buttons typically also, but then you can also have a lot of times banner ads, right? And like different banner looking things. So it's basically any clickable element on a website that's inviting a user to do something, right? To, to take action, which is the TA of the CTA, right? So and it really seems like there's, uh, in fact, I, I've got a meeting coming up here in a couple hours and I was just assessing the website that with, of the people that I'm going to be meeting with. And I went through all their content, every page of all whopping four pages of copy that they have on their entire website. And not one time did they tell me to call them. Did they tell me to schedule something? Did they tell nothing? There is no call to action on the website at all. And in my opinion, that that's a big waste of time and and really creating a frustration amongst your end users. So, I mean, that's kind of my, my, so my, the thing that drives me crazy is when I see somebody invest the time, blood, sweat, and tears in creating a page of content and leaves their end user hanging. But I'm sure from your perspective, you've, you've probably seen a lot of different types of calls to action. And what, what are some of the, the biggest mistakes you've seen as people are out there uh, executing that tactic? Um, I would say making the call to action not super visible. So if it's just blending in with the rest of the page, it's not really clickable. It's hard for the user to find. Um, Also, if it's too close to the text, then it's kind of also not noticeable because it kind of blends in with the rest of the copy. Uh, Let's see, I'm trying to think what else. If it's just very short, like it just says submit or go, it's not really telling the user what it's going to do. That's not great. (laughs) Yeah, so it's not not interesting to have a call to action that says join our newsletter? That's a little better. It is? <laughs> okay. It's telling you what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit better, but not very compelling, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, yeah, that, those are some of the, some of the calls to action. If you know, It's kind of like the level that I perceive right below the one from leaving them hanging is like invite them to go to a tea with your grandma. <laughs> it's not very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, join our newsletter. It's not, it, yeah, it's not compelling, but at least it tells you 
what you're going to be doing, it would be even better, I think, and this is where you are going, but just say, you know, uh, sign up for weekly recipes or, you know, things like that, where it's like, okay, what do you, what's your newsletter going to give me? Like other, other than just a newsletter, um, you know, you're going to talk about your employee of the month. Not sure I care about that, but if I do, it'd be nice to say, sign up to see our employee of the month, you know, (laughs) whatever it is. But yeah. So instead of just, instead of setting up a call to action that just, uh, feeds some internal metric, like, you know, sign up to allow us an opportunity to spam you. It's, (laughs) it's more sign up for an opportunity for us to spam you with hopefully good information that will be relevant to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and along those same lines, too, how many of us have seen the uh, the click here CTAs? <laughs> uh, you know, click here to join our, you know, whatever, or click here to do this, or click here to view these things. Um, you know, that click here's are the, my number one pet peeve of CTAs, because click here, if you just took that out of context... And you just had a click here link. It's like, what the heck? What does this do? Where's this going? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I know that this is not an SEO discussion, but typically the uh, the anchor link or anchor text that you use within a link defines to Google or the other search engines what that vote of confidence is for. So for the longest time, because everybody was using click here, um, obviously that sending attribution to the search engine saying. This link going to this website gives them a vote of confidence for click here. Mm-hmm. And and I always thought it was funny that the number one listing for click here was a digital agency out in Arizona. And and that's not funny, really, because that's smart for the digital agency to be able to optimize their site for a very messed up phrase that people are utilizing until I followed the link and went and visited the digital marketing company's website and realized they had no idea what they were doing. And it was an accident because it looked like it was built in 1972 before there was an internet. So, well, and I thought at one time it might've been in the, maybe the early two thousands or late nineties or something that, um, Adobe actually was ranking for click here because all of the websites would have click here to download Adobe Reader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was, uh, so you type in click here, the search engine Adobe would come up because <laughs> everyone was downloading Adobe Reader. But uh, anyway, don't use click here. It sucks. Yeah. Um, so, Andrea, uh, we talked about uh, what a CTA is and we talked about some of the biggest mistakes. Uh, but the opposite of that then is some best practices. So do you have any best practices to share with us? Yep. So this first one is very important. Highly contrasting colors. First, to get the user's attention. And then secondly, for people with visual impairment. So that one, it stands out to them. And two, they can read the text within the call to action. So they know what it's doing. Um, second one would be sizing. Sizing is very important for mobile, especially. First, you want it to be visible on page on desktop and then secondly on mobile you want it to be clickable <laughs> if it's too small not clickable um for the third one shape square around edges this one isn't like super important there's a little bit of psychology that goes into it rounded corners draw people's attention to the center of the button hmm. whereas square edges draw attention away from the center so depending on what you want to do a b testing could probably like help you decide which direction you want to go to otherwise it just has to do with aesthetics. That is super fascinating. I had no idea there was that uh, psychology around that. That's actually pretty cool. Yep. And then 
Make sure you leave enough white space around your call to action so it's not blending in with the rest of the copy on the page. Um, the text itself is important, so make sure you don't use words just like buy, submit, or download. Make it a little bit more compelling. Do something like let's chat, get your free ebook, entice people with the free stuff, <laughs> uh, get started, learn more, join free, etc. And then like I said before, after you've gone through all these options, you can just A-B test and figure out which one works best for you. Great. All right. Well, that was, uh, those are some good tips there and some uh, usable ones that, that uh, people can take away right away. So that's fantastic. So uh, that's pretty much going to wrap us up for the day. Uh, we talked about uh, CTAs and what they are. It's basically a button or a, any form of a clickable element that is calling a visitor, a visitor to take action. Uh, we talked about some biggest mistakes about that and then uh, kind of the opposite of that some best practices so uh, andrea thanks for joining us today we appreciate it thanks for having me all right well be sure to check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds to check out other episodes that we've done uh, you can visit our social channels at the profile we are mindscape and use the hashtag in the weeds podcast to let us know any topics you'd like us to cover in the future any feedback, or even if you disagree with us on something, because those probably could inspire some pretty lively conversations. Or you could just go ahead and send us an email at intheweeds at wearemindscape.com and uh, keep that feedback coming. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Bye, everyone.